Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. I'm Mike Acciopoli. All right, how's everyone doing? We're at Wednesday. We're at the middle of the week. We're almost halfway through it. And here we are. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? I'd like to know. You know what's on my mind? Everything's on my mind, as usual. Everything's on my mind. People just piss me off. Why do people piss me off? I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe I like to be pissed off. Maybe that's why I have a Twitter feed, you know, because there's really nothing good going on on Twitter, ever. There's zero good going on on Twitter. And today, I open up my app, and I see... All these videos, you know, all of these videos um, of Tucker Carlson. And I'm thinking, oh, why are all these videos of Tucker Carlson on Twitter? And then I go through them and I realize, oh, what is this? People are handing him microphones. They're giving him paper towels to rub his, uh, you know, the makeup off his face. And I'm thinking, well, it must be behind the scenes stuff, right? It must be behind the scenes stuff. And what it is, is people who are just totally obsessed. These are obsessed, leftist, humorless uh, morons. Humorless. No no sense of humor. I, I really wonder if some of these people on the left actually ever worked at a place with other human beings. Did they work at a place with other human beings? With other people that they share things with, that they share, that they that they joke around with, that they talk to, because I don't think any of these liberals who are putting up these videos of Tucker Carlson saying, "You see, you see what a horrible person he is," ever actually worked with another human being before. If you've worked with human beings, and I guess I guess I have more of a connection to this than most people, because like I've said many times. I worked in radio in New York in the 90s, and we would, uh, <laughs> we would, uh, are you, Andrew says you're heated too, Andrew? Well, you can call in and tell me why you're heated, because I'm heated. Are you heated over the, uh, of the Tucker Carlson stuff? Later. Okay, later you'll talk. All right. I'll talk first. I'll, as always, I'll talk first. Okay. Well, this Tucker Carlson stuff, it's, I worked in radio, so... Um, uh, the idea of, you know, leaking stuff when it comes to off-air interactions between fellow workers is incredibly odd and cheesy to do because just like any other job, most jobs, there isn't a camera rolling or a live microphone, right? So most people work in an environment where you could pretty much just talk bullshit, you know, shoot the shit, and it's probably not going to be recorded, and you're not a celebrity or a personality, so no one really cares what you say. But in radio and TV, you have uh, cameras rolling, and you have microphones on, okay? And what we're seeing with this Tucker Carlson stuff is basically just a human being. I like him even more after watching these videos, because it's really amazing these nut jobs on the left think they really got him because he's on video, okay? 
between takes, off air, saying things like, oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> He's talking about the Dominion lawyer and his 10-hour deposition. And he says, you know what? I was really triggered by that motherfucker. <laughs> he really had me. But it was 10 hours. And he's joking around. And the people there are laughing and having a great time. Um, and this is like one of the videos they put up there, which supposedly shows how awful Tucker Carlson is. When really, in reality, to anyone with a fucking brain who lives in the real world, this is just showing what a real human being Tucker Carlson is. And I... I cannot tell you how the left's brains would have exploded if they had been taping our off-air conversations in the 90s when I was working in radio in New York. I can only imagine how the left's brains would have exploded. But what's amazing is I'm going through all these Tucker Carlson videos. What a horrible person Tucker Carlson is. And I'm thinking, you know what? Something happened a couple of years ago. I remember videos that were leaked of Lawrence of the actor, sorry, the actor Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC totally berating his staff between takes because something they were doing live wasn't working and there was some feedback in his ear and it was bothering him. Now, I understand that. I've worked in the business. As I'm talking now, it would bother me if all of a sudden some woman was talking in my ear who I didn't know. I'd be like, I'd have to pull the thing out. I understand it. But in these leaked tapes, it shows Lawrence not handling things the way Tucker did, not laughing about it, but totally berating his staff. What is this in my ear? What am I listening to in my ear? Where is Phil Griffin who runs the station? I'm going to go find him. I'm going to go upstairs. He's totally berating his staff. Tucker is actually sharing human experiences and laughing and joking with his staff. But Tucker Carlson's the bad guy and Lawrence O'Donnell is still on the air, never fired. And this is a guy who was totally berating his staff, violently berating them. Also, MSNBC and, Lawrence, and the actor Lawrence O'Donnell wanted that leaker, the person who leaked that off-air stuff, fired for leaking it, okay? Yet Tucker Carlson's the bad guy, not, not the actor Lawrence O'Donnell. Tucker Carlson is the bad guy. But this is the usual hypocrisy of the left, okay? It's the usual hypocrisy of the left where we have to prove that that right-winger, in quotes, that we hated so much is a bad guy. Oh, look at these videos we got. Look at these videos that were leaked of him laughing and joking. Oh, my God. And he used the word motherfucker, not to describe anybody on his staff, but the Dominion lawyer. So who cares? Who cares? Good for him for calling the Dominion lawyer a slimy motherfucker, okay? If Fox News was a real station, he'd be able to say that on air. He'd be able to say slimy motherfucker. He would. Remember, Fox, MSNBC, they're not bound by the FCC. They're cable. They're cable. They're not bound by the FCC. They can curse if they want. It's just the people who run those stations are fucking high and mighty and think, oh, you shouldn't be able to curse. But of course you should be able to curse. I would love to see a show where someone could say that lawyer is a slimy motherfucker. I would love it. I would love it.
Believe me, the ratings would be through the roof, through the roof. My ratings would be through the roof, through the roof. And it's true. They would be because people want honesty. So what you're getting from Tucker Carlson is just simple, simple honesty. Okay, he's not berating his staff like the actor Lawrence O'Donnell did. He's not yelling at his staff. He's not threatening his staff. He's not threatening to fire people. And yet we're supposed to believe that this guy, Tucker Carlson, is a bad guy for being real, for being real. And these people put up these videos as though, oh, we got them. We got them. This reminds me of when Rachel Matt, Russia, try Russia Maddow. Mike, come on. Russia Maddow. Remember when she was going crazy because she had Trump's tax return? She had like two pages of Trump's tax returns, and she thought it was just this big thing. We've got them. We've got them. And it was total bullshit. There was nothing to it. These people are laughable. They have zero sense of humor. They don't understand what's like real news and what's fake news. They actually think they got them. They think that putting up these videos of Tucker Carlson being a human being is going to prevent him from getting a job somewhere else. Once again, none of these people, I, I think we've talked about it. A lot of these people don't even work, period. But they certainly have never worked in an environment where you're working with real people, okay? And I can tell you that in television and especially in radio, my expertise, these things happen all the time. When the mic is off, when the camera's off, people fuck around, they, they play around, they have fun. That's what it's about, okay? It's a very high-pressure position. Forget about the money that Tucker gets paid. It's a very high-pressure position to be in a New York radio or television or a national radio or television program, okay? It's high pressure once that microphone goes on once that camera goes on, there's no problem letting loose, having a little fun in between. And it really lightens up the staff, too, because they have a lot of pressure on them as well. And it's obvious in any of these videos that Tucker is getting along really well with his staff, OK, treating them well, talking to them. They're real people, not talking down to them like the actor Lawrence O'Donnell did in that video. And yet Tucker is the is the bad guy. But, you know, that's the hypocrisy of the left. And this is it also shows the in, inexperience, the, the inexperienced lives, the life inexperience these people have. They just simply don't be real people who have dealt with other real people. It's like this is there's no humanity to them. Now, we know they have no sense of humor. The left has never had a sense of humor. You know, what the left has a sense of humor about Trump. They can make fun of Trump. They can laugh at Trump. But that's it. Can't laugh at they can't laugh at themselves. God forbid. They're so uber serious that you can't laugh at them. God forbid you should laugh at any of their wedge issues. Oh my God, you're the worst person in the world. Make a joke about trans. Oh, forget it. What a what a phobe you are. They have zero sense of humor. They're woke. They have ruined comedy. They've totally destroyed comedy. Okay, and yet. They think this is like such a treasure trove. This is manna from heaven. We're going to take Tucker down with these videos, baby. Incredible. Hey, Domestic, you're on and let's be heard. How are you? Hi, 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 Mike. Hey, um, what's up? Um, you're bringing such an important issue. I really wanted someone else to say it, you know. Um, I always thought that humor and sarcasm and sexual innuendos are such an important aspect of our lives and they add so much, maybe not to everyone. 
And, well, first, I want reparations for the fact that Tucker has been taken away from us. <laughs> so I, I seriously want reparations. Me too. Me too. One. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, going back to um, the issue, I was uh, lucky to work for years at a place where innuendos were nonstop, and I was looking forward to going to work. Then I worked for a few years at a typical American place where you cannot say anything at all. And for a while, I couldn't understand why it made me feel so shitty until I realized the place was devoid of anything human, anything alive. And now I'm thinking maybe one reason so many people don't want to go back to work, well, maybe some people don't want to go back into the office, is because they dread this antiseptic environment where you have to be fake all the time and reduce yourself to small talk and watch every yes, word. yes. Uh, it has to be. Everybody says, no, 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 it has nothing to do with it. Well, maybe for some people it has something to do with it. Um, I think I've actually I've been actually... in a pretty good situation in the jobs I've had. All right. Because when I worked in WABC in New York, it was fantastic. It was so much fun. We had so much fun, both on the air and off the air. When I worked at my radio station, KXNT in Vegas, same thing. We had tons of fun on the air. Tons of fun off the air. Great people to work with. One of those woke environments where you have to worry about everything you say. So I've been pretty lucky. I've been pretty lucky. I can't imagine having to work somewhere where you have to watch every word you say. You know, I, I, I would think that would be just terrible. So I know the two. Yeah, it's um I just remember sitting next to someone um for months and uh just uh how was your weekend? How was your day? What are you having for lunch? Because I was so afraid and apparently maybe they were afraid to just get anything remotely personal. Anything can be uh anything can be turned um against you. You know, seeking advice about a personal relationship can be turned against you as a sexual harassment. I mean, uh this is just, uh, it's very unfortunate that, um, and I don't think it's getting any better with the new generation, that's for sure. Oh, no, the new generation is terrible. I can't imagine what offices are going to be like in the future. Uh, or now, or moving on with the young people we have now, the woke young people we have now. I mean, here's my hope, Domestic, that yep. people can only take this boredom for so long, right? People can only take this, like you say, uh, uh this bore, boring, dull, antiseptic life for so long. And at some point, we're going to see like a, a true resurgence, you know what I'm saying, where it's all going to happen at one time, where people are going to be like, fuck this, we're going to start having fun again. We're going to start kidding around it. Life is serious enough. Being in a work environment where you have to produce to keep your job, which is basically every work environment, um, is, is stressful enough. So being able to just let loose for those little moments in between, like we see Tucker Carlson doing, is so important. It's so yeah. important. And you know what it proves? It proves when you have that kind of personality, your show is going to be the best in the world. You see that? Yeah. It's not a yep. coincidence that he's not like a stick-up-his-ass kind of guy. It's no coincidence that the people obviously – you know, you could talk about this one witch who pretend who said it's it's if you've worked with, you know, 100 people and only one person complained, you know, they're full of shit. Right. Because it'd be many no. more complaints. This is a person who wants popularity. I'm not even going to give her name. She wants to make money. She wants popularity. So it's easy to do. You know, you're going to get a lot of time 
on CNN and MSNBC, if you used to work for someone like Tucker Carlson and you say he was a bad person, right? You know they're going to put you on probably 12 times a week. So for, forget her. It's obvious from these videos that people enjoyed working with him, that he was a fun guy to work with. Yeah. Because if your boss says motherfucker, you know you can say motherfucker, right? Yeah. <laughs> so and, uh, Can we just blame lawyers for this, that if it wasn't for this paralysis of fear of liability, then maybe people wouldn't be so scared? Um, that's a good question. That's a very good question. I don't know. I think that the lawyer thing is interesting because what I'd like to see, and I think we will see, I would like to see people suing. And I think we're seeing more of that when they're let go from somewhere because of a woke reason. You know what I'm saying? When you, yeah. when you, get, when you get released from somewhere, not for not doing a shitty job or not doing something really bad, like sexually harassing someone or whatever, but all this woke crap that people are now getting fired for. I want to see a, a litany of lawsuits from these people going after these companies for doing this. And when that starts to happen, I think we'll see things reverse. Yeah, um, I have to say, I have to comment on Daniel's comment because it struck a nerve. He says, but you can enjoy proper food uh, on California Street if you go back to the office. Now, proper food I, I imagine he mentions it because it embodies everything that's sterile, antiseptic, and <laughs> personality. Wait a I'm minute, wait a minute. By prop yep. You have to explain to people who don't know it. It's not proper food is the name of a, an establishment, correct? Yeah, so it's a chain. Yeah. It's, it's a chain right. of uh, right. restaurants that looks so cold, so antiseptic. It looks like, what would you say? looks like a chemistry lab or, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What the, it does. It does. I, I don't know. Yeah. What it so I've been walking by it for years. I never even thought of coming in, even when I was hungry, because in my brain, it just doesn't register with food when I walk by. And it's just, I'm not saying they're doing it on purpose. And I'm sure many people go there and it's light and healthy, whatever. <laughs> just the way it looks is so demoralizing. It's, it's so not fucking welcome. Wrong. It's not welcoming. It looks exactly. Like is it really on purpose? Are they really trying not to welcome us on purpose? I don't yeah, know. It, it, it looks like they're going to, you know, put out the Bunsen burner, you know, <laughs> the Bunsen burners in the microscopes. It's like, come on, man, make it a little bit more welcoming, you know, and uh, it's not. But that's oh, oh. Like, like pod food, pod food. Yeah, exactly. Pod food. It's just not oh. like most places here in san francisco they're not welcoming starbucks certainly isn't welcoming you can't even sit down you have to get your eight dollar latte and leave right and who who wants to walk in the streets with a coffee in their hand here right you need you need when you walk in the streets in san francisco you need both hands available don't you the domestic did you leave domestic hello oh looks like he just do you want to come back on or are you Done. There you are. Hold on. You're back? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I, I happened. It's okay. Hello? It's okay. Yeah. So what I was saying is if, if you have a sterile work environment and sterile lunch places and people who don't care to have more because they're themselves sterile, what's incentive for you to come to the office if you want more and if you remember more? Yeah. Hey, domestic. Stupi wants to know how we, how we define wakeism. 
wokeism. How do you define wokeism? Well, I actually heard a good definition. I actually heard a very good. It's uh, being woke is being awakened to all the injustices in the world. Now, the question is, what do you do with that information when you become aware of all the injustices? What do you do with it, and how far you're taking it? Or do you also? I think it's more also about creating injustices that aren't there. Right, yeah, manufacturing, like, manufacturing problems. Yeah, yeah. Like if I say yeah. something to you and you go, "Oh, that offends me," all of yeah. a sudden you've created this offensive thing that yeah. doesn't exist, but you've created it because it's offensive to you. And I think yeah. that's part of the wokeism problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, or like you say, also taking real subjects like trans or abortion, and all of a sudden going so full bore into that and showing how virtuous you are. For being on the side of the woke, the one, the left, the left, the people who want to push this new life, this new reality of transgenderism, or whatever it may be, that's also or, part of wokeness. We're going from treating some some anomaly, something that's really an anomaly, to um, from from uh, treating it equally to celebrating it. That's true, also. Absolutely, yeah. I really think it's it's creating. You know what it really is? It's really creating issues that don't really matter. That's what it comes down to. When it comes down to the lives of most people, these things don't really matter. They don't. You know, this whole thing of, you know, transgenderism. Do you think most people wake up every day and say, oh, I'm worried about transgenderism? Or do they wake up every day and say that, you know, I, I, I'm worried about this issue that really has no effect on my... You know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about offensive stand-up comics. Offensive stand-up <laughs> comics. Oh, they have to go. It, it's, they're destroying my life. People don't care about these things. But the wokesters like to pretend these are the most important things ever. And if you don't carry the torch on these issues, well, you're a, you're a bad person. You should be canceled. Yeah, I want to... I want to address this question from Stupica. Do you guys think wokeism is particular to the left? I think uh, the history, the history make it beyond clear that wokeism is the domain of the left and the right criticizes it and sometimes goes to the extreme opposite of wokeism. But for sure, it's a particular to the left. Certainly is these days. I mean, I don't think it'll ever be an issue to the right. And it's just the same way like the people on the right seem to have more of a sense of humor than people on the left. Case in point are these Tucker Carlson videos where I look at it and most people on the right look at it and they go, well, it's just a regular guy. Is Tucker Carlson supposed to not be a regular guy? Is he supposed to not be triggered by a 10-hour deposition? Is he supposed to not use the word motherfucker if he doesn't like somebody? Is, yeah. that, what he's is, is that offensive? Is it offensive? And to the right, it's offensive. They think this is showing what an offensive person he is. Uh, people on the left, people on the right look at it like myself and they go, wait a minute, this is funny shit, man. This guy is a real person. He's, he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth about how he felt. And Do you he's know not how long afraid to share that with his coworkers. Yeah. Do you know how long it took me to realize when I used to go out on dates with girls who would say liberal? Oh, I'm like, God, liberal. I can say whatever I want. And then the dates would just end in the middle. I would say something. Oh, I can't believe you just said that. I can't believe you. You would believe something. Like that. <laughs> I thought that liberal meant open-minded. That's what I mean. And boy, it took me like a decade 
to yeah. realize that people who call themselves conservative can joke, you can sexually objectify them and make make funny innuendos and they just laugh and they banter back with you. So completely counterintuitive. It's completely counterintuitive. And it's <laughs> it's it's seriously I mean like Media Matters is the one releasing these things. They are a left wing group. They are a woke left-wing group who goes after only conservative people on television and radio. They don't go after liberal people. In other words, the liberal people are so virtuous, they don't have to be watched by Media Matters. Media Matters didn't care that that the actor, Lawrence O'Donnell, was berating his staff and making them feel uncomfortable and threatened. That didn't matter, or that he wanted the leaker fired, right? I haven't heard Tucker Carlson say he wants this leaker fired. Someone leaked this stuff, right? So, that's the thing. So Media Matters is a total woke left-wing operation, and they're releasing these videos of basically Tucker being funny and human with his co-workers. It says employees, but they're really not his employees. They all work for Fox. Tucker Carlson didn't cut, doesn't cut checks for the people who work with him. Fox News does. So they're really his co-workers. And he's fought, people often think that the host is the boss, but he's not. But anyway, so they're, they're all co-workers. And he's having fun with his equals, with his co-workers. It's, right. it's, it's so hilarious that Media Matters thinks they have found this treasure trove of, of information that's going to ruin Tucker Carlson. You know who else has picked up on this? You know lo- the local person, Laura Powell? Laura Powell here yep, in San Francisco? She's wonderful. She's wonderful. Yes. Well, she's also picked up on these videos. And she actually said, you know, I didn't even think anything good or bad about Tucker Carlson. Now I'm watching these things and I actually like the guy because they're going after him and they're saying, is this really all they have that they have him upset about having to sit for a 10 no, hour that's pathetic. deposition? Yeah, that's pathetic. Like wouldn't, wouldn't all of us have the same feelings about having to go through a 10 hour deposition? And as she says, sarcastically, how shocking it is. These videos. Oh, they're so shocking. And, It's making people who never followed him, like Laura Powell. She said, well, I never followed him, but now I like him. And I think what they're doing is a witch hunt. It's obviously a witch hunt. So it's just giving him even more supporters now, not not fewer. Yeah, yeah, I I totally. And it's funny. Nobody got offended. The Pierce Morgan on the other side was laughing. Everybody was laughing. Some lady was fluffing his hair. So clearly she doesn't feel uncomfortable with him. So just complete bullshit. But it's just, they did not find a smoking gun. <laughs> That's like a big failure. Well, the smoking gun is supposedly texts and stuff, but whatever. But we're in a very scary time, though, where yeah. text, private text or direct messages and this is another part of the left authoritarianism, that private messages from each from one person, one employee to another, or DMs in Twitter should be open, that the government should have those, that everyone should be privy to that. That's incredibly sad and disgusting. Now, if it's a text message that says, I raped so-and-so last week, yes, of course. Or if it's a text message that says, hey, hey, honey, if you're working, it's a colleague and you say, hey, honey, I want to I wanna blank, blank, blank you. Yes, of course, that's fireable material. But if it's just text messages between each other, where it's like, and these text messages on this Dominion stuff were, were, were milquetoast. It was basically, oh, I don't know if this stuff is true. Who knows? It's, I don't think this stuff is true. I think we might be going too far. So who cares 
Why is that stuff privy? I don't get it. I don't get why everyone what in about, the world should be privy what about to all private the, text messages. What about all the dick pics you've been sending me? Exactly. I mean, kind of black and white, if not, you didn't just true. say that, no one would have known. No one would have it's known. True. You know, yeah, it's just, uh, you know. No, what I do what I do send you is those uh, crazy profiles on, on dating sites where people say, I'm 35 times vaccinated. Those are always fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. I'm yes. 35 times. I'm 35 times vaccinated. Okay. You know what that means? Swipe left, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh there's quite a few of those. Yeah, there's I I thought there was only among women, but I guess there's plenty of men like that too. Oh, plenty, of course. Yes. <laughs> the upset. Well, here in San Francisco, this is a good sociological experiment if you want to do. I know I know you're taken. I know you're taken, so you're not a Tinder guy. But if you did happen to download the app, all right, uh, and tell your better half it's a sociological experiment you're doing for my show, <laughs> and you go to other cities, right, I bet you will not see the profiles you see here where it's eight times vaccinated, this vaccination. I hope you're vaccinated. If you go to other cities, especially cities that are not Democrat cities, you probably won't see many profiles at all with that kind of stuff. So I think it's very specific to liberal cities. Yeah, somehow we got lucky. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, the fact of the matter is, uh, is that Sometimes, you know, we live in a vacuum here in San Francisco and we think, oh, my God, all the people here are crazy. Everyone must be crazy. But we know that's not true. Right. Because we've traveled. We've traveled. You know, we were in Florida together in 2021, October of 2021. Right. And uh, everything was normal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything was normal. But of course, we were surrounded oh, like, by Republicans. Uh, we were ago. surrounded by. Wait, we were surrounded by libertarians. Right. right. <laughs> but still. Everything, right. everything was normal. Everything right. was normal. A friend, a friend sent me a screenshot of a profile. Uh, there is a woman, um, and I don't know location. I think it's Sacramento. It says the world would be a better place, with and then you have to fill in what is it more. Right? So the world would be a better place with more, and then she wrote in the redistribution of wealth. Say that again. I missed that. Sorry. She says the world would be a better place with more, and then she she adds. Oh, distribution. I, I see. Yeah, redistribution <laughs> of wealth. Sure. Okay. Who 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 do we redistribute it to? Who who decides that? Wait a minute. So, like five million dollars to each black person in in San Francisco is that part of it? I guess it's a straight up communism. I don't know, but that's that's, like that's the redistribution of wealth. Wait a minute. Wealth giving every black person five million. That's equity. What? When have I had five million? When have you had five million? I think that idea they shut down, right? It's over. It's all. But they're still it's talking gone, right? about it. There was they're a new still... article today about the blacks in California, the statewide, are getting their list of how much money they'd get. Jesus Christ! <laughs> now, no, no checks, no checks yet. Just, just domestic. It's just the carrot that the Democrats dangle in front of, of them as another election is up. You see what I'm saying? We know that. It's just, just that to show the intention, yeah. the good intention, right? Just to exactly. show the Here's the carrot. We're dangling it, not the Republicans. We're dangling it. Dangling so it. vote for us. And then once the election's over, the carrot goes in the garbage pail. We know that's the way it goes. Yeah, of so, course. 
that's part of it. Hey, Domestic, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Uh, who's there? Oh, Bill. Bill. It's been a while, Bill. How are you? Hey, Mike. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, loud and clear. Enjoyed that conversation with you all, with you and Dominion. Got some domestic. comments from domestic. Got domestic. I'm sorry. Dominion. <laughs> Dominion's devoted. <laughs> In Dominion. No, we know it's, Dominion are a bunch of motherfuckers. <laughs> right? What, what, it's, it's what, 2.30 in the morning here? I, don't, I can't even see the time. So it is. bear with me, time. you know? Yep. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I haven't been, uh, up at night. I had a, a rough health. Uh, thing I had to get through, but it's over. So anyways, getting to, you know, the Tucker Carlson thing, you know, I, I gotta say, I never really was a Tucker fan until he kind of had a red pill awakening and realized that he grew up in media and he's been part of the media control mechanism. And I forget the exact verbiage he used. Um, and that he was embarrassed for making fun of People were against the Iraq war and, you know, call them names and stuff. I heard him say this and I, and I don't know when that moment happened for him, but once he started bringing in Tulsi Gabbard, Jimmy Dore, uh, you know, even the gray zone, Max Blumenthal to get some other voices, you're you know right. what I mean? His, his view, his worldview yeah. changed a little bit. You're hundred percent right. There's no doubt right. about it. Yep. Then he was. You know, anti-war regarding uh, Ukraine. And he was, uh, calling out Big Pharma at one point. Cause of course, Jimmy George does all that. You know, Max Blumenthal, Ian Mate, you know, Ian uh, Tulsa Gabbard. So really, from what I understand regarding Dominion, his comments towards Sidney Powell, from what I have gathered, were that he asked her to come on and bring documents to prove it. Right. And she right. didn't. She never did. And so, you know, he invited her on. He said, we'll give you the whole segment. You know what I mean? And she didn't come through. Nope. So I don't see how he is liable. I don't think that's, in other words, you know, what's the reason behind the reasons for his firing? You know what I mean? You know, I, I think it's everything we just talked about that he this was Dominion bringing. thing is kind of stupid. I understand the yeah. idea of, I let's say I own Dominion, all right? Mm. And you have a guy, people on Fox who are very, very popular, and they're saying Dominion's bad, they rigged this, don't trust them, okay? So my, my I guess my point of view, if I'm a Dominion person, is that they've ruined my company, right? They haven't shown any proof. That I rigged that we rigged anything. They haven't shown any proof that the election wasn't fair yet. They're telling mm. everyone, "Don't mm. trust us in the future." So, in the future elections, people are less likely to use our machines. Right? Really? Really? It's only Fox News. Okay. So it's only. Uh, it, it wasn't even everybody on Fox News. A few people who were talked about. It, a few a lot, the others didn't talk about it much. Um, so is that really? going to ruin dominion how about all the people on the left aren't they going to hire you aren't they going to want to use your machines i don't get it and 95 percent of the media is left-wing media that's why Rep democrats have a much better chance all the time in elections why it's, the republicans are always fighting against the big media machine that the democrats own that the republicans just have a very small sliver of so i can't see how this would really ruin dominion when it's such a small sliver of the media, of a few people in the media saying this, when everybody on the left loves your machines. <laughs> they have no problem with your machines because their guy won with them. So I don't, 
I don't know. I, once again, I wasn't in the court. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how Dominion proved that this ruined them. That They have to prove that, right? If you're doing a defamation lawsuit, you know about the law. You have yeah. to prove, right, that Usually your reputation you as a person or as a company has been destroyed, right? And you will lose money. Mm-hmm. You will lose the ability to make a living, right? Isn't that part of it? Yeah, you, you know, there has to be some ev- evidence um, of, well, it, you know, there's no emotional distress to a company, really. Maybe some right. of the employees or the owners can claim that. Right. That's part of it. And then, you know, there's, um, if you can prove actual financial losses and costs of any kind, yeah, that plays into it. Again, I don't know how they're going to, how they come up with that. Um, in this case, because have, have they seen, uh, since the, that prior election, their machines aren't being used in, uh, you know, right. Smaller... Wouldn't that be the part of proving? Yes, it would be. Yeah, you have to come forward with some type of, of course. Right. Yeah. You can't just say, we feel it's going right. to hurt no. us down the line. We think no. it might hurt us down the line. I don't no. know how they proved it, especially since Fox News is an obvious opinion station. They, they admittedly, they admit it more than MSNBC and CNN. They, I've seen people on their station say, we're not journalists. These are our opinions. They never say that on CNN and MSNBC when they peddle their fake news and destroy people. So I don't understand how any judge or jury, unless, of course, you're a left-wing jury, which is possible, and you hate Fox News, or judge who hates Fox News, which is always possible, would say that this is, these are obviously people who give their opinions about things. Anyone who watches this and takes it as 100% lead pipe cinch real news fact is a moron. So I, I don't know how, I really don't know how you can well, win a lawsuit based on a few uh, people who do n- news talk opinion shows giving their opinions on things. And I don't think there's never been, unfortunately, maybe there should be, there's never been any kind of a, a court. Uh, judgment which says a disclaimer has to run at the bottom of the screen saying this is just the opinion of the person of this host right we have to run the whole thing the entire time because the american public is too stupid to realize that that's the situation all right so i i don't get it i don't i don't get how dominion was able to prove that they were that their company was hurt by sean hannity or tucker carlson well you know tucker did say that he I mean, he was very open about saying to his audience, you know, he asked Sidney Powell to appear with evidence to prove it, and it didn't happen, and so that's certainly not libelous, you know. In well, other I do words, remember that. I remember yeah, going yeah. after Sidney Powell, where other yeah. people didn't do that, right? He no. did. So exactly. I, I don't get, I don't, I, I, once again, I'm going to stick with my my feeling on the whole thing around Tucker, which comes down to what I've said. If your boss, for some reason, doesn't like you anymore, you're gone. Okay. And something happened there. There was a fissure with him and the Murdochs, which seemed to happen really quickly. Because why I understand he was like invited to like a party at their house not too long ago. So if you don't like someone, you're not going to invite them to a party at your house. So something happened recently where there was just a fissure in the relationship between Tucker and his bosses. And that, and that's what caused this to happen, basically. 
you know. And then maybe they're thinking, oh, and we can pay out his contract and we can cut costs. Maybe we don't want to spend so much money. Who knows what else went into it? But like my 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 uh, colleague Bob Grant, who I worked with the WBC, said, it's not what kind of job you do in life; it's whether your boss likes you or not. And that's that's just very true. That's just very well, true. I think there's a couple of things playing in here. One, okay, Tucker had the January six tapes, right? Right. He, everything we mentioned before, plus that, and I think. This is a move because uh, I think it's a bad move by Fox. I actually had a lot of stock uh, value. It's an loss. awful move by yeah. Fox. And I'll, yeah. as you, I'll, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to pick up. I'm going to. I'm going to pull up some numbers with their yeah. ratings over the last couple of weeks. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. Yeah. T- see, I think what happened with Fox, Tyler Carditis. Is that a real name? Tyler Carditis, <laughs> that's his name, Tyler Carditis, on Twitter, put up a, a, a graph of their ratings. And he says that Fox might have misjudged, thinking that they could deal with Tucker Carlson's time slot, taking the hit there, right? They'd lose viewers. But what's happened is they've lost viewers among the entire spectrum of programs, the 6 p.m., Eastern time slot, 42% down. 7 p.m., the one that leads into Tucker, 62% down. Tucker's time slot, 75% down. This is in the 25 to 54 demo, which you know is the only one that matters. Mm. The 9 p.m. time slot, that's what? Laura Ingram. So, so, no, 9 p.m. is what? Uh, That's Hannity, down 70%. Laura Ingram, 10 p.m., down 66%. 11 p.m., this is interesting. That's uh, Gutfeld, down 49%. So, Tucker firing has hurt them across the entire spectrum of programs, which is probably something they didn't think was going to happen, but that's what's happened. Yeah. Shows that people, uh, obviously, uh, well, let's, he's going to have a big following wherever he goes, whether he does something like Glenn Beck, he does his own thing or whether he jumps on. I heard Patrick was a Brit, David, PBD, he has a YouTube channel. I forget the media he's with. They offered him a hundred million dollars already uh, for Tucker. I don't know how, if that's a one-year contract or. But I, I just saw. I didn't watch the video, but I saw it posted on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Pat, PBD, Patrick Britt David, I think his name is. He kind of looks Armenian. You know, he has a YouTube channel, but he's with a, a media. Uh, uh, company it's not like his own I mean, maybe may, i don't know if he started or not anyway the, I, I could look more into it and get back down it but you know tucker's gonna wherever he lands if he decides to do something on rumble whatever he's gonna be offered some big money i think he was according to making kelly he was making somewhere around 30 odd mil mm-hmm. with with fox yeah. so he's gonna make more than that if, Without a doubt, he's, he, he, whether he does his own thing, whether he jumps on board with, you know, another platform. My or opinion. is it, I mean, or he's in the position, but he's only what, like 54, 53, 54, mm-hmm. I think. So 53, he's two years older than me. Uh, where he doesn't have to do anything, <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to work the rest of his life. He doesn't want to. I'm True. sure he wants to do something. But like you said, he has the money to do whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Right. He could start his own network if he wants. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's the, you know, my guess is he's gotten 
tons of offers already. Oh yeah. You know, so it's just a matter of wh- which way do you want to, you know, he put that, he put that two minute video on Twitter and it got like 15 million views, yeah. you know? So there's so much he can do so many different areas he can go into where he's going to be able to totally speak his mind, right? right. Where he's going right. to be able to say motherfucker. If he wants, I saw a video of him. I don't know when it was. I don't know if it was recent or not, where he was talking on someone's podcast and he was talking about how on television, you can't say um, the Twin Towers, 9-11, you know, maybe right. they weren't what we think it was. Can, right. building, can buildings really come down that way? Do right. buildings right. really fall that way? What he was saying is, I'm not saying, I, I'm not an expert. I'm not saying that it was obviously something different. I'm not saying that buildings can collapse that way. But the question, the thing he was bringing up is you can't even question it. Right. On, on a major network. You can't even ask the question. If you ask the question, they try to pigeonhole you as a nut job, right? As right. a conspiracy theorist. You got to be fired. So he said that's a huge problem, right? And I think he's going to be able to do something now where you can talk about stuff like that and not have to worry about your boss saying you can't do that or a sponsor saying we don't like that you've done that. Right. So. That's and that's a very good point. He's right. You can't even ask the question. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> there's 3000 architects and engineers that signed the petition. Uh, seriously question the NIST report. So, you know, that's that's a whole lot of architects and engineers that weren't going to gain anything from it. You know what you I know mean? What it reminds they, me of that reminds me of all the doctors that were silenced. Right. During right. COVID. Exactly. All the doctors that were silenced during COVID, they ended up being 100% right, right? Mm-hmm. And they were silenced. And so we can go back in history to a lot of things where people were silenced, right? right. And this is one of them where people were, people who had a differing opinion, people who said, no, I'm an engineer and the building can't come down that way. That can't happen. They were silenced. They were totally silenced by the establishment and the establishment narrative, which said, this is what happened. Shut up. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, you had Building 7 dropping a com- complete unilateral free fall. There were three towers that dropped that day, all designed by the same architects and, uh, or as engineer, architect engineer. And he, I remember the day after the Twin Towers dropped in Building 7, I saw him interviewed. He said, totally impossible. He said, I designed those buildings to absorb not one plane impact, but two. And Building 7 was struck by nothing, Mike. And if, I don't know if you know about Building 7. You could check that out. Yeah, that's the building yeah. that was like about a block away or across the yeah. street, from what I remember. Of it the, dropped the in a complete unilateral free fall in 4.5 seconds. Right, yeah. That, that doesn't was, happen, And Mike. it happened, It happened. was it a couple of hours later? It wasn't. It was, I'm trying to remember, whether you're talking about the first uh, five to seven hours after, depending on which tower, you know, you're, you're talking about first or second tower. It's, I don't remember that five and a half to seven hours later after the towers dropped. You know what I mean? You see what I mean? First tower, second tower. And so, uh, they claim was it was struck by debris and, but, and it caused some fires, but those are spot fires. No, that, that, look at all that steel girder and, and structure was loaded with fire retardant, actually asbestos ridden fire retardant. All those beams. Andrew, and so, Andrew, Andrew, said, Andrew, you were there. Is that right? He said, oh. he, I was struck by debris from the other towers and had suffered mm-hmm. significant structural damage before. Is that what you said? 
Like, oh, it. And he said, I. I'm glad, I'm glad you weren't struck by debris. That would be dangerous. You, uh, oh, some people were struck by debris, though. It was struck by debris from the other towers and has suffered significant structural damage, they say. That's what they say. That's but the finished. question is, can it collapse the way it collapsed, <laughs> having structural damage? That's, that's, the, that's a missed report, and that doesn't hold up. I, 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 I Look, everybody's going to have their own opinion about it. I go... With the architects and engineers, I've watched a lot of their videos, and none of it adds up in my mind. But, you know, Andrew may feel differently. Anyway, we're not going to say that. No, no, no. no. It's, yeah. uh, he's, he's, yeah. he's not saying he feels differently. He's just saying that's what they say. And oh, that's, that's what the they official, say. That's the official that's, word. Yeah. That, right. That's not going to cause a complete unilateral freefall collapse in a many, building many like that. Many engineers said you're right. It wouldn't. You know, many yeah. engineers said you're But you can't. Yeah. But that's the thing. And it once again, it extends to so many issues. Most recently, COVID where you can't even ask the question. You can't That's say, wait a, a minute, wait yeah. a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a cloth mask on my face and those microscopic particulates from the virus, which you can't even see unless you use a microscope, right. are not able to penetrate the porous mask. They're not able to go above the sides, below, not able at all. But what if I what if I just take what if I just pull it down for like a second, which many people did? It's not going to get in my nose at that. You couldn't even say these things that made perfect sense perfect logic common sense you couldn't even ask the question they say no no wear your mask and shut the fuck up right that's what they said wear your mask shut the fuck up or you're a bad person and you killed grandma that's how they try to stop you from asking the question that might lead to other information right well yeah sure well anyone who's done any body work bondo work and spray painting knows when you take an N95 off and blow your nose, you're going to get some paint and dust coming out of your nose because that fitting <laughs> around the mask is not a rubber oh. fit like a respirator. I was, you know in, I, mean? I was in Ashland, Oregon at mm-hmm. the Oregon Shakespeare Festival several years before 9-11, several years before mm-hmm. COVID, not 9-11. And uh, it was when California and the Northwest were having those horrible wildfires. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Where there was yeah. tons of smoke all over the place you could i mean so thick you could barely see in front of you and Mm -hmm. we all got our n95 masks and put them on because we had to walk a few blocks god i remember it was like post-apocalyptic whatever and you could smell the smoke i had the perfect n95 the best mask you could have and I, i i smelled smoke as though i didn't have it on so obviously if i could smell the smoke it was going into my lungs right right okay now they'll say with smoke it's okay because, you know, a certain percentage, 90% will stay out. Only 10% will go in and your lungs can deal with that, but not with a virus. All you need is one little particulate to get into your system. 90% is not good enough, let alone those cloth masks, which were nowhere near 90%, right? And the virus particulates are much smaller than the smoke particulates. So more of them are going to get through than the smoke it's so obvious it's so fucking obvious but once again as tucker said we could not even bring it up if you brought it up you were a crazy trumper conspiracy theorist who wanted grandma to die that's what they said but you see they always bring a dog whistle in like that you know what i mean to where that's that's the psychological game you know what i mean uh there's fear and then there's guilt. And those Bill, two things. Bill, how yeah. could you say our government would do this to us on 9 11? How could you say that? How dare yeah, you? Of course. Are you crazy? Yeah. 
A government would do it to would kill 3,000 of their own people? Oh, never in history has that happened. Mm, only Pearl Harbor when <laughs> in the Pacific plan when MacArthur's didn't counterattack. He wouldn't allow the planes to counterattack. I didn't give permission, not to mention they had radar blips of the planes coming in, the foreknowledge intercepting, you know, communications. Uh, so I talked well, to about, obviously the, you know. the U.S. government would not blink thinking about axing 3,000 of its own people if it, if it uh, um, got them to their political agenda, right? Right. That pushed their political agenda, which in their minds would they would feel would would be worth that kind of damage. Mm -hmm. We see it all the time in war. Remember the movie oh, yeah. Doctor Strangelove with yeah. uh, with uh, Peter? Uh, what's his name? Not Peter Sellers. George C. Scott, where he plays the general, and he's mm -hmm. talking about how many people we die if we did it this way, as opposed to how many people would die if we did it that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and basically, here's a general talking, and you know. It was done for humor, but you know they talk this way, where they mm -hmm. say, well, on one hand, we're talking about one million deaths. On the other hand, we're talking about 10 million deaths. So let's do the one million. You know they talk mm -hmm. like that all the fucking time, right? And yeah, I, there I, you go. Well, you know, there's a couple of things. That, one, I'd like to get back. I want to I can make a couple more quick comments about 9-11, just for the sake of discussion. Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. And then I want to get back to Tucker and his firing because I you guess bring, you can more bring up those questions on this podcast and be safe. You okay. can talk about that. So good. I do that all the time in my own calling. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but um, regarding nine eleven, well, first of all, who can learn to fly a, a Cessna and get in a seven fifty seven or seven sixty seven, depending on which plane? You know, because there were two. Uh, depending on where the destination, there were different planes. Right. But, right. And. And maneuver that training on a Cessna. I mean, well, number one, that, yeah. but to fly it twice, two of them, there were two planes, right? One each tower. So right. perfectly into it. That That's my point. <laughs> to, that flight to run that route and even control it at all from learning on a Cessna. I mean, highly improbable. In fact, there's a Learjet, um, what's his name? John Lear, ex-CIA pilot. He just basically said impossible. You know what I mean? His affidavit, I use Yandex as a browser, and I can find all the old YouTube stuff I used to find on Yandex that's not on YouTube. That would take, it would take years of, of, of training, right? Yeah. No, there's yeah. no way. Right. Number one. Number two, where was NORAD? Where was the, where was the defense air defenses, North American air defense? Uh, where, where was that? Because now that question I've never really heard asked. Uh, where, in other words, our defense. Uh, you mean the Star Wars that would shoot something down if well, it was a if it was a uh, threat? Not so much Star Wars, but but jets, uh, fighter jets that would take off, and they, the the alibis are all out on a training mission, which is well, nonsense. Because if you're ahead of NORAD, Bill, I got it. Yeah. I got the excuse. Their excuse for that was the same as their ex bullshit excuse for COVID. Oh well. We didn't really see that coming. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? That whether it's the year two thousand and one, for a terrorist using a plane as a as a as a uh, a weapon, or in twenty twenty of a respiratory virus, this country wasn't wasn't prepared for that. Come on, come it's such garbage, fucking yeah. garbage. Not to, not to mention whoever was in charge of NORAD. You know, you may obviously throughout the year have your pilots, you know, fly the planes, 
for multiple reasons, for the keep themselves sharp, although they're the best pilots, I'm sure that's how they got there. You know what I mean? Uh, fighter pilots and, um, to keep the planes, you know, I guess like anything, you got to run it, you know, and get it up and t- make sure it's run properly and flying. Properly. And aren't so, the people supposed to prepare for the unexpected? Isn't that their job to prepare for things that have never happened before, but could happen? Isn't that part of their fucking job? Yeah, yeah, of course. And my point being is you might say you're in charge, Mike, you might say, okay, whatever fleet of number of fleet of planes they have at what airports, you're going to take what a few of them, handful of them, whatever the numbers depend. You're not going to send them all out on a training mission and leave the, the most protected airspace, the Pentagon, uh, downtown New York, uh, the White House completely unprotected. That's nonsense. You know what I mean? It's just bullshit because the number one mission has to be to protect that airspace, not to go do training exercise where they can't intercept anything coming in. Yeah, See I, what I mean? I, there were too many, just like with COVID and everything else, there are so many of these holes, these unanswered questions. And so that's the whole point of these things is that you're supposed to ask questions, right? right you're supposed right. to ask those questions to try mm-hmm. to get some kind of answers that make that make sense. And answers like, um, uh, well, we're not, we weren't ready for it. Now we are. That's bullshit. Those are bullshit answers. These people, they have billions of dollars and, and, and decades and decades of training to, be, to prepare for That's the unexpected, job, yeah. right? To prepare mm-hmm. for the unexpected. And this whole nonsense of, well, now we're ready. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. So we're getting back to Tucker, I know we have another caller looking to come in. So let me just yeah. touch on the Tucker go thing. Ahead. Tucker, and then we'll go to Andrew. Go ahead. Okay. In other words, this is a huge distraction because the real issue in my mind is that Tucker was coming out. Number one, you got to remember who's paying the bills. Not only that, who this advertisers are. Mm-hmm. And you got, you've got what? You got Norfolk, uh, what, Norfolk Grumman. You've got yep. the major defense industry contractors you've mm-hmm. got you know let's just face it the military industrial congressional complex that you've got big pharma you've got you know all these things that when you have jimmy doran he's pooping on like from you know you know what i'm saying or max blumenthal or aaron monte or tulsi gabbard's anti-war so the real issue is he was going against the establishment at that point yeah you see what i mean well and so right if it's yeah. just the left wing um, that's, you know, doing a, a, a celebration dance for Tucker being fired is one thing. But when, like you're saying, when you start seeing neocons doing it, the military industrial complex doing it, big pharma doing it, then, you know, something is up. Right. Something's up. This is this is the this goes beyond just left right politics. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the. Benjamins, Mike. And the sad thing is that there was one voice there with Tucker who was bringing in other voices to give the mainstream media or cable news media some other perspectives on anything, the Ukraine war on anything, everything, even COVID. He did that too. And that's gone now, which to me is just going to, you know, bifurcate society even more where you're going to have people who are trying to use uh you know social media or you know and other platforms like rumble youtube whatever to get their news and information mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have those who are gonna in other words which is just driving a bigger wedge in my opinion uh 
from basically cable news is older generation for the most part. Um, most of the younger generation is getting their news other places. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm hearing. Well, so, absolutely. No doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, yeah. like I said, they still go after the 25 to 54 demographic. That's right. their major. Right. That's mm-hmm. their major demographic. And Fox News has taken, as I read, major, major hits. in Because I guess what a lot of people decided was, well, if they're going to do this to my favorite host, I'm not going to watch any of the shows. That's what they did. So I don't blame it them. shows how many people Tucker brought in to Fox News. It was a horrible, horrible business decision. It's mm-hmm. one that they will regret. I agree. No about it. They're going to regret yeah. it. I don't think they're going to come back from it. They'll get a little bit of a bump because we'll get into another reason why they felt they could deal with it is because we're getting into election season. Right. And that brings right. viewers. But right. what you're going to see is they're probably not going to have the same amount of viewers they had four years ago in 2020. And also you'll see after the election, they're really going to drop off the table. So in the long haul, this is not a good move for, for Fox News. It's just not it's not going to work out for them. And now where they're in a position, they can't hire them back, right? They'd have egg on their face. So yeah. someone else will benefit. Wherever Tucker goes, they will benefit because he's going to bring in millions and millions of people to wherever he goes. Yeah, yeah right? that's true. So, so I'll talk to you again tomorrow, Mike. Yeah, Bill, thank you. thanks. Always good. Thank you. Yeah, same All right. Uh, let's see. Take next. Andrew. Andrew, how's it going? Hi, Mike. Uh, I called in. All right. uh, I'm all right. I called in to uh, talk about taboo topics, I guess. And uh, Flight 93, do you remember this one when it went into the ground? Sure. The alleged pilot, according to the official story, is Zaid Jara, who his cousin, Ali Jara, Al Jara, worked for Israeli intelligence. So. One of the things about 9-11 is that a lot of the conspiracies, like uh, Bill knows that I'm not uh, like a believer in every official narrative or whatever, mm-hmm. but a lot of the 9-11 conspiracies get rid of the pilots. And one of the biggest points about that is that a lot of Americans have que- uh, questions. I think most Americans have questions about 9-11, but the topic is completely taboo and poisoned. Right. And the problem is it's a conspiracy no matter what, because by definition, the official story is a conspiracy of people getting together and secretly plotting to do this. Right. Right. And there are people involved with that. But all these 9-11 conspiracy, a lot of them get rid of the planes and the hijackers. They say that they're remote controlled or a missile at the Pentagon. And it's oh, just interesting because that gets rid of the, the hijackers. Right. And the problem with that is it gets rid of the relationship between the hijackers and CIA, who knew much about them, some of them, as I'm sure you've seen in recent reporting, were coming out to be the FBI, thought that they were CIA assets. Right, right. Um, And so if you get rid of the hijackers, you get rid of their relationship to the CIA, and you get rid of their relationship to the Mossad. Interesting, right. I, I am all for talking about taboo topics, because see how I'm willing to engage on it? Like, that's the thing. People don't want to talk about things because it's uncomfortable. But I think a lot of Americans have questions about that. Well, you can you can forget about exactly how. In other words, we can look at the idea of these these uh, terrorists being able to uh, mechanically work those airplanes with such little training to where they could fly directly into each tower perfectly. It's not like they even had to do a couple of go arounds or they or they scraped the side of it 
or they hit three other buildings coming in and then that building. I mean, both planes went like directly just as though they were drones, right? Just as though they were being mechanically yeah, engineered by someone, training. like in a video I, I, game, to go yeah. into those towers directly, directly, without, I mean, really, like like a they puck did. goes directly. Some, yeah. Some of, some of them did take a, a multiple passes, like the one in the Pentagon. The one that hit the Pentagon. Had well, the Pentagon's a whole different story. I mean, that's low lying, right? I mean, you have right. to really. <laughs> it's like you're landing, except you don't actually have to land. You just crash. It's that, right. I think and you it's could much easily... easier than people would think. Yeah, you could have I mean, easily just crashed into the ground, right? And I think you could have. But, I mean, there are multiple witnesses that saw a Pentagon hit, get hit by the plane. And there's debris in the building. There's DNA from the passengers. So the problem with a lot of the conspiracies that I have is that it gets rid of the real conspiracy, which isn't how the towers fell or what hit the Pentagon. It's who and why and who had knowledge and who had foreknowledge and who had access to the kinds of things that would allow them to do this. Mm. And how did they how did they remain covert? And th that, that, that's the way a real conspiracy works. Well, it's what's amazing like is how we got into this conversation based on what I heard Tucker Carlson say on that podcast, right? Right. About and being so in a situation where you can't question those kinds of things. You just can't right. even, you can't even talk about it, right? You can't even talk about it. So yeah, the topics that, just become taboo. That's the problem. In other words, here's the idea. In other words, if here's the, here's my common sense reasoning. If these things that we talk about, the questions that Tucker Carlson brings up are so crazy why would anyone care if we talked about them? Why? Right. It shouldn't threaten anyone. Aren't we right? proving how crazy? We're just having a crazy, entertaining time. Who cares, <laughs> right? So that makes you think, because they're afraid of the issue even being brought up, that they're afraid of it leading to questions and answers and truth. They don't want that out, right? Oh, and I think most of the time that it is brought up, it's associated with the most insane possible conspiracies, like nukes being out of the towers. I've heard a lot of stuff. I mean, I understand that there is uh, a large range of questions, but I think a lot of it needs to center on who was responsible and who knew about it. And I wish the 9-11 people would focus more on that because that would lead to answers. But that, it's the same thing with COVID or whatever else. Doesn't like ultimately there are people behind the scenes that had a lot more knowledge as we saw with Fauci's leaks, right? Where he was saying to people writing for the Lancet to basically say that it came from the wild, even though they suspected it came from the lab, that same kind of thing happened with nine 11 where right. CIA had foreknowledge and they had basically a lot of to happen. And well, if not facilitated it, which is there ever, ever going to be accountability for that? Not if there's no terrorists because you know, there were no terrorists on the plane. That's that's my and, and and once again, when it comes to these questions about, let's say, anything, whether it's nine eleven, when it comes to questioning the official narrative, okay, of anything, why is it where the center right has no problem doing it, but the left, the center left, it's so abhorrent to them that this is the funny thing about the open-minded left. Also, right. when it comes to nine eleven, I thought the left thought Dick Cheney was the most dark disastrous right. Darth Vader person that he was capable of doing the most evil things. Oh, but, but not no, nothing, nothing with nine 11. No, 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 not possible. Not possible. He, he I mean, this is the hypocrisy he, of them, Andrew. He, you know? he personally, he personally gave the order to not shoot down a plane that ended up hitting the Pentagon or was, I can't remember if that's the one that hit the Pentagon 
or if that's the one that crashed in Pennsylvania, but he personally, Dick Cheney gave the order not to shoot down. He's personally responsible. Yeah. And do they think that he, <laughs> I guess they think that uh, only white people were on the plane or only Muslims are on the plane. Like there are no white people. Cause he's also like the whole, the whole thing is they only care if it's, you know, white people. Do you remember it, what Bush's approval rating was at that point in September? It skyrocketed. Wasn't it like, no, no, before, that? before. Before. Oh, it was in the tank. I'm sure it was lower than it was lower than Biden's. Now I believe it was really low. People, once again, it wasn't just that his approval was low; it's that people didn't believe he was a legitimate president, right? Because of what happened in Florida and the Supreme Court, right. and originally saying Gore won, then giving it to him. So he was an illegitimate president more than any president before or after. He was the most illegitimate president in the minds of the most people ever. Okay. On top of that, he was a moron. He he talked like an idiot. He was an idiot, and he had very low approval. So, it's it's so out of the question that someone as awful as vicious as Dick Cheney wouldn't think something like this up. Yeah. And what happened? <laughs> his ratings skyrocketed. skyrocketed. It was ninety percent. It was ninety percent plus. Those are right. numbers that when Putin gets them, they say it's all fake. Well. And That's, think about think about that. Let's just take that part of it. Let's let's do this. Let's let's say the establishment uh, word is correct. It was a terrorist attack. It's exactly what they said it was. Okay, what great things did Bush do to get his approval up? It it happened under his watch. <laughs> it happened right. under his watch. Didn't happen under Bill Clinton's watch. It happened under W's watch. So mm -hmm. just because we're attacked means you love the president all of a sudden? Is that how naive and ignorant Americans are? And if that's, that's the truth, yes. 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 Dick, Cheney, Dick Cheney would know that and understand that about the American psyche, right? You know, I grew up, I'm, yeah. I'm, not the, I'm only 29. So I, when I grew up, I was watching Bill O'Reilly tell a guy on Fox News that he, you know, was a terrorist lover. This guy's father had died on 9-11 because he didn't support the Iraq war. And yeah. he was, O'Reilly was telling us, so the roles have completely reversed now, where the left yeah. is like, and actually that's what I originally called in to ask you about, was, were you planning on talking about the NYC train thing? What are you talking tonight? about? What, 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 what NYC train thing? So there was a guy that got, uh, a homeless person that got on a train in New York City, mm -hmm. and he basically came on and started aggravating people and threatening them and saying like, uh, I need food. I'm hungry. I want food. I, I, I don't care if I go to jail, I'm willing to die. I'll hurt anyone on this train. And then apparently started throwing garbage at people and a 24 year old Marine ex Marine white, unfortunately. And mm -hmm. the, uh, oh, was, oh, the stranglehold, of course, yes. what am I talking about, oh, there's so many things happening, by the way, just before I came on, there was another shooting. You heard about this, right? Atlanta. There's another mass shooting, another Jesus mass shooting yeah. in Atlanta. Some guy, some black guy, which is probably why you're not hearing about it, <laughs> went into a building, a medical building, 11th floor, shot five people in the, in the kill. I think shot if he killed them all. He shot five people in the waiting area of the medical facility. That's the latest mass shooting. So I was a little confused. So sorry. Okay. Now. So this guy, give me a little information about this. because All I've seen is the video of the, okay. the military guy having the guy in a chokehold, right? So Correct. what exactly was that guy doing? The so guy who The who guy died. who was in the chokehold, had he was a homeless uh, vagrant who apparently, and now this is his background, and the guy didn't know this when he was choking him out. 
But the background is this guy has 40 prior arrests, many assaults violent, and was currently being sought for a violent assault by the police. And so this guy gets onto the train, starts threatening, and he's black, unfortunately, and the strangler's white. He gets onto the train. We're all different color. We're all different colors. I'm just saying it's unfortunate because this is now a narrative. And But he gets on the train, starts threatening people, basically saying, I'm hungry, I want food, I want money, or something like that. I want food. And Uh he starts saying crazy things like, I'm willing to die, I'm ready to die, I'm I'm willing to hurt anyone on this train, and starts apparently throwing garbage at people, at which point... Mentally disturbed, mentally disturbed. Yeah, and this is, by the way, I will say, when you start threatening people directly, saying, I'll hurt anyone, and demanding things, and then assaulting them by throwing things at them... That is legally assault. Of course it is. is, Yeah, of course it is. This 24-year-old got up to defend himself and others around him, which you can have whatever belief you want. That's not illegal. Mm -hmm. And in the process, put this guy in a uh, kind of like a stranglehold. It's a, I don't know what the uh, martial arts term for it is. It looked like a headlock is how it was described by some people. Yeah. But he takes him down and other people also assisted him on the video. I'm sure you noticed in restraining this guy. And one of the guys was that was helping restrain was black himself. Of course. Right? Yeah, no. And so this guy is being restrained. He's struggling for about three minutes, not saying anything that you can hear audibly on camera. And he eventually, uh, he eventually passes out and they, the guy that's uh, strangling him releases him. And you hear the guy, talking say the guy that's helping him say dude's not squeezing him anymore once he stopped resisting mm-hmm. and uh so then he, apparently this guy died mm-hmm. long story short right and it's all on camera so now he could have he could have been on something also which could have exacerbated like uh yeah, what's his name george floyd he could have I mean, been it's on totally, things yeah, yeah. It's, it's possible yeah. but the the problem is the the people that are talking about this have immediately started lying about it and it's and I consider myself as left on a lot of issues, and I'm seeing Marion Williamson tweet out that all he did was uh, ask for food, and mm. he didn't do anything. You know, AOC is going around saying all he did was cry for food, uh-huh. and <laughs> it's it just reminded me so much of the Rittenhouse thing, yeah, and how the second that it happened. I was in a Facebook group with left-wing people watching it happen, arguing with them about the fine details. Like, was he just wandering around shooting people? Cause that's what was being said about Rittenhouse at the time is that this guy was just walking around shooting people. And I was <laughs> having to show videos. Right. And in the process of this was being called a white supremacist terrorist supporter. Mind you, these people knew nothing about anything that was going on at the time. Yeah. It's happening live. And it just reminds me of the same thing where I see these lies play out. So they're, I'm thinking, Andrew, is this on purpose? Is, are they in a trance? Of course it's on purpose, but there are two different things happening here. Obviously, AOC and uh, Marion Williamson, it, they're lying. In fact, they might not even know what happened, but they're lying about what happened. Okay, But then there's the other aspect of it, which is the idea of equal force and self-defense. Unfortunately, the way this works is this army guy has to prove that he felt his life was at stake, that this guy was going to kill him, that he was afraid of his life. Now, we just saw this incident in San Francisco, right, where the security guard at the Walgreens shot and killed someone who was stealing. And they they did not file charges because the video showed that the person who was stealing the the, uh, items had physically assaulted this person, the security guard, and the security guard had every right 
to defend himself, even with lethal force, because I guess the video must have shown the DA has seen it, um, that he he was he had every right to believe that he could lose his life if he didn't defend himself. So that's the problem. I don't know from what you're telling me. And I believe every everything you say, it doesn't seem as though it doesn't seem as though that this guy's going to be able to make the case that his life was on the line. Yeah, I don't know. And he had to do what he did. Now, wait a minute. Now, Andrew, I don't really care. About he that. obviously it wouldn't be murder, it would be manslaughter because he didn't mean to kill him. He just wanted Correct. to stop him from throwing food or maybe choke him out, whatever. But unfortunately, you know. There might have been a one in a thousand chance this guy would die from that. It happened. So that's the problem. You know, if this guy didn't die, if the guy just passed out for five minutes, it probably wouldn't be a big deal. But because he died, that's going to be it's going to be tough because this this, the person who was choking him is going to have to prove that his life felt his life was a sake. Can you prove that from someone threatening and throwing food? It's tough. Well, I think it depends on the words and the guy's prior history. A lot of things probably go into that. That's for a jury to decide at this point if they charge him, which I... Well, it would be the DA to make a decision first. Oh, yeah, the DA decides to charge. But, I mean, if it gets to that point and the jury has to decide this, then the jury will decide whether or not it was justified, right? But, uh, I mean, the the thing I really care about is the fact that these lies... Oh, they're they're not telling the true story. They're not giving you the full picture of, of what happened. Well, yeah, a full it's, picture. Yeah. It's yeah. creating a rift in reality in right. America. And this you know, is the very, like, this yeah. is AOC who literally, think about this. AOC, who says that words that criticize her from Jimmy Dore are violence, is going around saying that this guy was just crying for food and not a threat to anyone and not posing any kind of a disturbance. This this is a level of pathological lying that's hard for me to even comprehend. And then Marion Williamson does it. And, you know, when people have moral qualms with what happened here, I respect that. And my first problem with this was that this guy was on the train in the first place instead of getting help somehow. Right. Uh, but the, 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 the instant uh, reaction by so many on the left to just start lying is so disgusting to me. Well, it's and automatically I, to make just, an automatic... And automatically to make it a racial issue. That's what they want to do. Andrew, we know their MO by now. It's boring and it's monotonous and it's mundane. And it's whenever there's a mass shooting, it's guns. Whenever there's something like this where one person's white and one person's black, it's race. This is their very boring, mundane, predictable MO. It's getting so dull and boring, okay, where I think that most independents are turned off by it because they're finding well, it dull and boring just like I do. Yeah, Republicans I know agree. it's bullshit. So all this to plays to... RFK Jr. To, yeah. I think this would be a good thing for RFK to talk about rationally to well, just make himself... Rationally, from the rest don't of the make Democrats. everything about gun control and everything about race. That's all. That's right. all. It's very simple. Don't look for every opportunity to turn a tragedy into... Uh, your narrative of choice, which is gun control or race. Just take everything on its own. The only way this would be about race is if the, the, the veteran was overheard saying, you, you, you nigger this, you nigger that, you black bastard, you this, I'm going to I hate, I hate black people. I hate, then it's a race thing, right? Then it's obviously a race thing. But any, any short of that, any proof where it was race motivated, you're just 
picking the stuff out of your ass because you want to. Because well, they, you want they, to. They exclude facts that don't fit it with with such ease that it's it really uh, you know some people think they're in like a, some kind of emotional trance right now like it's some kind of a mob mentality yeah and i think a lot of people that you know just kind of look at headlines or look at twitter i fall into that category but right. then there are people that are more pathological liars and they're really a problem and i think marion williamson is really proving herself to be one of them in particular. Well, no, Marianne Williamson is a knee-jerk leftist, woke leftist. She's nothing well, special. Maybe she's just an idiot then that doesn't even look at the video for herself. Well, she doesn't I, care. I, she's she, running a campaign. I'm pretty sure she's lying on purpose. Yeah, I mean, she's a nothing ball, Marianne Williamson. You know, she's, once again, there are these people who just get in the race to get some, you know, media coverage, right? They want to be celebrities. So, they take an opportunity to get in a race and they get in the race. It doesn't take much. All you have to do is file papers, you know? So that's what someone like Marianne Williamson is. Every four years now she knows she can get some media attention Uh, in in between. No one cares about her, you know, but once these elections come, people will start talking about her. And, and the sad thing is these elections go for so long that she knows she could get a good year. She can get a good solid year of free publicity just for simply filing papers, you know? So yeah, well, that's all she is. She's a media I'm, whore. You know, she's, it doesn't I, matter, you know. I, I do like some of the people who seem to support her, though, in uh, some, like, I, I like Katie Halper. I like certain people that are friends with her, and I plan on bringing this up on their shows and uh, making it stink about it. And it's just I know what to expect, even though, I agree with them on things that are pretty important, like, I don't know, healthcare, not having wars left and right, uh, you know, little things, not having COVID tyranny. And uh, <laughs> I just know that the crowd is going it, to, it's like a pathological thing. They're just going to tune me out as a white supremacist, some of these people or whatever. But it's, uh, you know, I feel like it has to be done because Marion Williamson and people like this that are just opportunists or they really, I think, are damaging to the country, whether they're left wing or right wing. Anyway, I've taken up a lot of your time. No, no, you're, it's great. I was, was there something else you wanted to talk about? Or was that it? I mean, not in particular. I, I, I was wondering if you're going to talk about it yourself. But uh, yeah. Well, I thanks for bringing it up because so. I, I just I was going to talk about it. And then the, the mass shooting thing threw me off. So, uh, right. yeah, I, once again, we'll see how this plays out once people start calming down about it and more details come out and the witnesses come out. Because I'm sure there are going to be a lot of witnesses who say, they felt what he did was okay, right? I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are some people who are going to say, we felt threatened. See, maybe that right, could happen, right, well. where people on that train can say, I felt my life was in danger. And it wasn't just him. It was other people he was protecting on top yeah, of sure that. I'm sure they could argue that. And I'm not even right. going to take a position, honestly, because I wasn't there, etc. But it's just the line that gets me. But this guy's definitely got witnesses that he could call without a question. Yes. And once again, what does this also prove, Andrew? Mental health is the problem. Okay? Whether it's with the homelessness or the drug addiction or or mass shootings or whatever it may be. Mental health is the issue. And until we get a hold on that in this country, none of this is going to get any better. I would agree with that. Right? It's a a big part of it. I think it's a cultural thing partially. Um, but yeah, it's definitely well. Uh, we have mental a, health, and I don't know if the guy is in particular was seems mentally unwell to me. But you know, I don't know if he has a documented history. It wouldn't surprise me. But there's a lot of uh, disregard 
for people, I would say, these days. Oh, of just, course. Uh, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's to say it's a mental health. It's almost like on a societal level, if you know yeah. what I mean. It's kind of a societal cultural shift. Right, because you could what say. what is acceptable and what is not. Right, you could say there have always been mentally ill people. Right. But we haven't had this kind of problem before, right? So there have to be other elements involved. You got the mental illness, you got the drug stuff, you got the homelessness, you've got the idea of lawlessness, you can get away with crime. Uh, uh, it could be anything. It could be uh, also COVID and the way people felt isolated and lonely and all of that stuff could also. Well, all the animosity, people. The animosity, the, yeah. Justifications because he's a Nazi and she's a whatever. Yeah, well, I have yeah. a lot of animosity, but I use this show to get it out. Maybe everyone. Yeah, well, should you do... generally you, you generally target people in power, you know. I and do, but I but I get thing. my animosity out on yeah, this no, show. That seems healthy, yeah. which is a lot healthier than other ways. Yeah. Maybe Don <laughs> Lemon should have tried that. He wouldn't have insulted so many women online. There. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hey, Andrew, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, great. Yeah, that no wonder why you were piping, man. Yeah, I saw that video earlier, and somehow I just forgot it because i don't know I, I just saw the video of the guy choking the guy and the guy dies and i'm thinking okay what happened was it you know i don't know this is why i carry mace that's the best thing right you're probably not going to kill someone with mace so it's like you spray the guy with mace you know he can't see anything he goes to the ground you call the cops right that's it right at the at the at the most i mean there are nut job da's like alvin bragg who could probably charge you with assault for spraying some with mace but who cares it's better than being charged with murder or manslaughter you know so that's why i carry the mace it's just you spray the guy once in the eye and he he runs away or whatever and it's over with you know i think that's the best the the best thing for self protection it works against everything except of course a gun you know, and even with a gun, never know. You could do like a James Bond move. You never know. <laughs> but for most part, mace would uh, work for most circumstances. And it's a non-lethal, obviously. Police, that's why police carry it. It's actually what one of the first things they go to because it's the most non-lethal form of protection. Um, so we'll see what happens with this. But I don't know. I don't know. We have no clue. It just looked bad. And like you said, everyone is like on edge now. That's another problem. Everyone's like, I'm on edge. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the homelessness. I'm tired of the drug addiction. I'm tired of the people pissing and shitting on the streets. I'm tired of seeing people in the streets with their pants below their ass. I'm tired of, of the crime. I'm tired of people getting away with robbery. And it all adds up to what did I say? What have I said? vigilantism right and there are all different forms of vigilantism right where it's like i'm just i'm not going to take this anymore and the police are doing nothing and the government's doing nothing to protect me or make my quality of life better and then people this is what happens and this is going to start happening more and more now it's going to start happening more and more so we're talking about total urban dystopia okay we're talking about like you know the movie Death Wish on acid. This is what's going to start happening. Okay. And it's the fault of the politicians. It's the fault of the leaders. It's all there for, and the media. It's the fault of the mainstream media and our leaders. It's totally, any bloodshed is on their hands. Any bloodshed is on their hands when it comes to any kind of a vigilante thing, because they're not doing their jobs that we pay them pretty well for, which is to protect us. Okay.
So I'm telling you, I'm a pretty sane person. I know most of you might be like, yeah, sure he is. Uh, but it's a, it's, I'm a pretty sane person and I feel these things, you know, I, I have that mace very close to my, my hand when I go out, I'm, I'm ready to use it. And so I feel those things. I feel those things where I'm just tired of this shit, you know? So you can imagine someone who's not quite as sane, um, what they might be feeling and going through and what they might do. So it's, it's really time that we hold these politicians accountable. We hold the, the, uh, the media accountable. And as Andrew said, people like AOC and Marianne Williamson will just make things worse when they make it, when they fuel the flames of racism, when they fuel the flames of hatred, they will simply just make it worse. And, but they don't care. They don't care. Uh, who was it? Was it John Dennis who runs the San Francisco Republican Party? The chair tweeted today. When's the last time AOC rode the train? When's the last time AOC rode the train in New York City alone? When? How about alone at? When's the last time she she rode it alone at one a.m.? So these people they live on their perches. They are elitists. They don't have to deal with any of the real life stuff that the rest of us have to deal with it. Okay, so they can do these things that make things worse, but they never really have to feel it. And if you're in San Francisco or New York, you're not even going to have to feel it come election time because they're going to reelect you. You see, they're going to keep on reelecting you no matter what. So speaking of elections, I did want to cover this. Um, I'm following several pro DeSantis uh uh, Twitter feeds, okay, Twitter accounts, and I'm seeing all these, you know, uh, polls. And the latest one is Michigan, and the favorability rating of three people in Michigan: Biden, Whitmer, and Trump. Biden's favorability rating is 39. Terrible, terrible. Do you know who's lower? Trump, 32, which is awful. So Biden is not liked in Michigan at all. In fact, Whitmer has a very good approval of 54, some crazy, whatever that might be. But Biden's at 39. <laughs> Yet, who's lower? Trump at 32. So as, as not liked as Biden is in Michigan, right now, Biden would beat Trump in Michigan. Okay? Now, that's the problem. We've talked about this, and the reason is independence. Republicans love Trump. Democrats despise him. The group in the middle, which we now know is about 50% in the latest poll of Americans, independents, they don't like one out of every – let's see. So this is one out of every three people in Michigan like Trump. I mean that's just awful. And these are the same kinds of numbers you get in all of these swing states that need to be won, Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, same thing across the board. Trump gets very low approvals, many of them lower than Joe Biden, who already has low approvals. So what the Republicans are doing, and I've made this point over and over again, is if they nominate Trump, they're throwing out a perfect opportunity to defeat Joe Biden and probably defeat him pretty soundly and take Congress along with them. They're absolutely they're absolutely losing, destroying a great opportunity to make Joe Biden a one-term president, okay? They're throwing it in the trash can. 
because it's rare that a president has ratings this low. But the only thing is that Trump has ratings even lower in these key states. I don't care about states that don't matter. I care about these key purple states. So, and what we're seeing in the polling, and we'll get more polling once Ron DeSantis is in, is that he gets much better numbers than Trump. He gets better numbers than Biden. He gets better numbers among independents. And he can win these purple states, okay, where Trump can't. So that's the whole point. That's the whole point. And the problem with the Trumpers, as I have said, is they're in a cult. There's the cult of anti-Trump and there's a cult of pro-Trump. Either way, it's a cult. They're on opposite sides of the spectrum, but they're both cults. In other words, you can't talk reason to them. You can't. You can't talk reason. So um, they will vote for him no matter what. They want revenge. They believe, they, tr- they truly believe that Biden is so disliked that Trump will beat him because they dislike Biden so much. And Biden is disliked. The numbers show it. But Trump is more disliked. That's the problem. Why take a chance when you can get the same kind of revenge through Ron DeSantis? What? You think Democrats like him more? You think Democrats like Ron DeSantis? Of course not. So you can get your revenge through Ron DeSantis, someone who can actually defeat Biden. All right. Don't be stupid. Don't be dumb. Don't throw this great opportunity out the window. Don't do that because it's not going to come around very often where you have a president with such low approvals that is so easily beatable if you run anyone (laughs) but Donald Trump. Okay, Donald Trump is the only person who can lose, who will lose, he'll lose to Joe Biden. So I don't understand. It's not like he's your only Look, if he was the only choice, I'd say, well, you have, you know, best of luck, but he's not. We're going to have Ron DeSantis, who will wipe the floor with Joe Biden and more importantly, have the coattails because he'll win by a large enough percentage where he could take the House and Senate with him. So that's the point here. That's the point here. Trump's unfavorable ratings are so high. It's almost 60 percent. Uh, in in uh, in in Michigan, that this is a dangerous proposition to run Donald Trump. A very dangerous proposition. You have to understand that as much as you love Trump, the other side hates him. The much as you love, as much as you'll go to the mat for him, the other side will go to the mat against him. That's the problem. That's the biggest problem, and that's something you have to deal with in this upcoming election is someone who's hated as much as Donald Trump. Why do this? It doesn't make any sense. You know, and I, I'm optimistic that DeSantis will win the primary. Once he gets in, people will see. People will see how great he is. People will say how much better he is of a candidate than Trump, how much better he does in polling than Trump does. People will see that. And I believe enough people will make the right decisions to give him the nomination. But to me, it's such a no-brainer that nobody should be supporting Trump. Nobody should be supporting him. Why? What's the, what, what issues is he better? Is he more conservative than DeSantis? He's not. He's less conservative. He just said he wouldn't back that six-week abortion ban. Most, most conservatives want it. I don't understand. 
He's, he's, he's much less conservative than uh, Ron DeSantis is much more of a conservative, a true conservative than Donald Trump is. There are no issues where you say, oh, my God, Trump DeSantis, such a liberal. He's, <laughs> he's such a, a liberal. It's ridiculous. So what you're getting is basically the same policies and a candidate who's better. Eh, I know. I've said this a million times before, and I'll say it a million times more between now and next uh, fall, when, but next winter, it's February, when the elections start, when the primaries start in Iowa, New Hampshire. But this is just an important point I think we need to make, that this is the guy. DeSantis is your guy. He will. He's a true conservative. If you're a conservative, he he will get the revenge you want by defeating the guy who beat Trump last time. He'll defeat the Democrats. He'll take the House and Senate, and he'll get great policy uh, through just the way he's done in Florida. So, of course, as the polls come in more, you know, I'll I'll talk a little bit more about them. But of course, it's very early. Um, I think I'm going to start wrapping up the show. But what I want to talk about is. I guess I want to set up tomorrow's show a little bit. Tomorrow, I think we're going to do, I was going to do it today, but it's getting a little late. So tomorrow we're going to do a, one of those patented and let's be heard Micah Chopley shaft, uh, Mayor Shaft, Mayor Shaft, because Mayor Shaft, everyone who listens to this show knows who Mayor Shaft is in New York. He says that the uh, governor of Texas, the governors like like Abbott in Texas, sending illegals to Democrat cities is racist because he's sending them to cities where the mayors are black. This is one of the most laughable statements ever. And you know why it's laughable. First of all, they're all black. <laughs> Every big city now is a, it's a black mayor. And so how, how could he not? What cities is he going to send them to where the mayors are? What big city, what big Democratic cities are we going to send illegals to where the mayors are white? I, I don't know. Where? They don't exist. And look at the state that the cities look at look at the condition all these cities run by African American mayors are in. Are they in good shape? Not exactly. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But I think yeah, I think we're good. I think we're gonna wrap is there anything else I want to talk about? No. We'll know more about the Atlanta thing tomorrow. Hopefully more information about the New York City uh chokehold thing on the on the subway and all that. All right. Well, I want to remind everyone the name of this show is And Let's Be Heard, and it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, which means I'll see you right back here tomorrow night. I want to thank everyone who called. I want to thank all the listeners. And until tomorrow night, this is Mike Kachavli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it. <laughs>